spring training is kind of boring. True. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Stacey Gotsoulias. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Baseball GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an MLB GM and managing your baseball franchise? Then this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimatebaseballgm.com or look it up in the app stores. Our visitors get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo Locked Locked on in all caps in the game. As always with me tonight, or today, <laughs> today, let's lie, it's today, my producer Steve. Steve, what are we talking about today? Uh, let's talk a little bit about the Yankees. Uh, we have some Yankee stuff. Um, they named their minor league pitcher and player of the year on Sunday. We'll talk about that in our third segment. Of course, we're going to recap a little bit uh, about what happened this weekend with Garrett Cole, Nestor Cortez, a little IKF news. Um, but first, we wanted to take some time, Stacy, to talk about the World Baseball Classic. Um, if you're watching on the YouTube side, you're going to notice that there is very different light, especially on my end. Uh, but because we waited to watch how USA played in the semifinal game and wow, they, they showed up, they straight up showed up. Yeah. it the way it started was a little worrisome. And I thought to myself, Oh boy, we waited to watch this game and it's going to be a dud. <laughs> <laughs> I was worried too. Wayno did. I mean, what a weird three batters face to start that inning. And then he shut it down. Yeah. Um, very strange, but just just overall, Stacy, the World Baseball Classic has just been so much fun. Um, viewers of the show, listeners of the show knew that I went to pool play in Phoenix. I had a great time. I feel like I went to the wrong pool, though. Uh, I feel like I went to the like less energetic pool, at least all the games I went to, except for the USA-Mexico one. Yeah. But I'm just having an absolute blast watching the World Baseball Classic. Um, and I think I, I have some of the benefit being on the West Coast, too. Um, and getting to watch these games at four o'clock as opposed to seven. But, but like, I mean, it's been a heck of a tournament and yes, USA thumped uh, Cuba, but the USA Venezuela game, I yeah. mean, that was an all timer. That was yeah, one of really the best was. games I've ever watched. Yeah. It really, it really was amazing. And, you know, you said the energy of the crowd in Miami has been insane and i mean i don't think that stadium has seen a crowd like that other than the all-star game and the home run derby when they had that one of the first years it was open but yeah no they haven't seen en energy like that in that ballpark and it's been really fun to watch the fans of all the teams that are playing just react to everything they're so excited about everything it's so much fun it's awesome it's it's so unique and like yes we're, we're we kind of you know not super in on spring training I'm going to cards on the table, Stacy. I know that you're having an issue watching spring training this year because of yes, network stuff. I right. obviously don't have that problem on the West coast and I have an MLB TV package. So yeah, I can watch. I have elected aggressively to not watch spring training this year. I have only been watching the world baseball classic and it has been an absolute blast. Like I, I know that USA fans are getting a little bit of a bad rap when it comes to like being into this thing or whatever, but I don't know, man, like everyone on my timelines about it. Everyone like yeah. I know is about it. Like I I'm having a ball. Yeah. It's really a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, 
I'm watching the WBC because I can, and I'm not watching spring training because I can't, because they're not showing as many <laughs> games on yes. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if that's a conscious effort. I mean, because viewership is out of this world right now for yeah. the WBC and, and attendance is way up too. Yeah. And rightfully so. Like these games are amazing. Like it is taking it. You know what it is? The world baseball classic is the old wild card game every mm. day. Yeah. That's what it that. is, right? Especially once you get past pull play, it's every day. It's the wild card game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know who was doing the games with Smaltz. Do you know? Uh, it's been a bit of a revolving door, I think, but it's been Joe Davis. Uh, okay. was Joe Davis for USA Cuba on Sunday. Okay, because he said, and I joked about this on Twitter, wouldn't it be great to see Shohei Otani and Mike Trout in the playoffs? And I thought to myself, yes, it'd be great. It would be so great to see those guys in the playoffs. Like, just even Let's seeing Trout's... Let's, I know. Let's not go there. But the, even seeing Trout's I'm, reaction to Trey Turner hitting all those home runs, especially the one against We Venezuela. didn't even bring it up, by the I way. <laughs> Trey's two-bomb night on Sunday... This guy's playing out of his mind right now. Out of his mind. Like, of all guys for you to think of leading Team USA in home runs, Trey Turner is the not... nine spot. The yeah. nine spot in the order. <laughs> like, look, USA doesn't have the pitching. Like, they just don't. No. But they showed up. Like, Adam Wainwright pitched well on Sunday. Miles Michaelis pitched well for four innings. I mean, they have some guys out of the pen that are really good. But, yeah. I mean, if you're just looking forward, by the way, if you haven't been watching the World Baseball Classic, now is the time to do it because we are running out of time. You have one more semifinal game tonight, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern, and it's going to be a great game. Japan versus Mexico in Miami. Uh, Roki Sasaki versus Patrick Sandoval. So Patrick Sandoval, Angels versus Shohei, Angels. Going to be a great storyline there. Uh, Sasaki is one of the, the top guys uh, a 21 year old who is just like going to gonna be in major league baseball in a couple of years. He is, he has been rocking in the WBC. So if you haven't been watching the world baseball classic, now is the time you have this one. And then you have the finale between the winner of that versus USA. Either way, it's either Mexico versus USA or Japan, USA. Either way, those are great games. Oh yeah. Japan oh, yeah. hasn't lost yet. Mexico whooped Walloped. USA. <laughs> It's going to be – I'm excited either way. Either yeah. way, that's great, being a Mexican-American. Either way, one of my teams is in the finals. So <laughs> I can't be mad. Yeah, it's going to be good. So, yeah, we highly recommend if you haven't at least watch the finals because it is like a wild card game every night. I'm pretty excited about our new partner and sponsor of today's episode, the mobile game Ultimate Baseball GM. Have you ever wanted to be Brian Cashman? Well, with this app, you can. You manage every strategic aspect of your team, play through the season, and lead your team to glory. You hire the coaches, handle the money, scout the players, and manage difficult personalities. You also navigate your franchise through free agency and all the ups and downs of a season. Ultimate Baseball GM is completely free and playable offline. Play on the go as you want and when you want to. I just downloaded it myself and it's 
pretty fun. Locked on Yankees listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo Locked On in the game store. So make sure to check it out. To download the game, just visit probaseballgm.com, scan the code, or look it up in the app stores. That's probaseballgm.com, Ultimate Baseball GM. Start your dynasty today. This segment, we're going to run down the weekend because some things happened this weekend. Nestor Cortez pitched for the first time. IKF played center field because the Yankees are putting everyone in center field. And on <laughs> Sunday, <laughs> Garrett Cole had the worst inning of his spring. He admitted it afterwards. We're going to talk about that right now. We'll lead off with Cole because he's the ace of the staff. And yeah, he had a rough go against the Orioles on Sunday. And it's spring training. It's not a big deal. And I like that he admitted it. You always want a pitcher to come out and say, yeah, it wasn't great today. It wasn't a good thing. Because he was cruising along for the first four innings. And then he kind of hit that Garrett Cole wall that sometimes happens in like a fourth or a fifth inning. And then all of a sudden, the wheels completely fall off. And that's what happened in the top of the fifth against the Orioles on Sunday. He hits someone with a pitch. Then he walked someone. And then after getting a strikeout, which is good, he gave up a three-run home run to Anthony Bemboom, who has one of the best names in baseball. Gave up a single, gave up a double, and the Orioles ended up winning the game. Big deal at spring training, but not a great <laughs> outing for Cole. We've been saying it all spring, and we'll say it every spring. Never worried, um, ever, unless someone gets hurt. That's right. That's the... Yeah, that that's the stopgap is is that's when you start to worry a little bit. But for this case, yeah, I mean, he took ownership of it. Better it happens now. Um, you know what? We're less than two weeks from opening day now, or yeah. you know what are we? It's like the thirtieth, right? So we're 11, we're ten days. If you're watching this, the day comes out. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, he knows what he's got. So what? He's probably got two more spring starts left. I th- I would think so. Yeah. Somewhere around there, mathematically, maybe maybe one. Yeah. Because, I mean, they're uh, using – he'll be the opening day starter. So Yeah, he'll be the opening day starter on the 30th. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess that would be one then Yeah, with an I mean, extra day of rest. Right, right. That's right. Yeah. He'll throw, yeah. Uh, he'll, yeah, throw one more and then, uh, and then have, you know, one extra day of rest and probably maybe throw like some flat – maybe two days of flat ground or something like that. Maybe a bullpen session and then uh, ready to go for opening day. So, yeah, he gave up a three-run shot. He hit a batter. Oh, well. Move yeah. on. Yeah. Move on. <laughs> now, do you agree with me that Ben Boom is one of the best names in baseball? Oh, it's a good one. It's it's up there. <laughs> um, as I've talked about a couple. Names that you come across that are just wow. Like Kaboom. Uh, I I mean, like there's I remember there was one in the Royal system. I don't believe he ever made it to the bigs. Uh I wish I could remember. His whole name rhymed. Oh. I think his first name, I could be getting this wrong. You can baseball reference this. Amalani Sitaifani Fuka Fuka Jr. What? Full name. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Amalani, I believe, was his first name. Sitaifani, his middle name. Fuka Fuka, last name. And he was a junior. So they decided to do that twice. Wow. Amazing. He played for the Lexington Legends. I believe they were the Royals at the time. Uh, no, no longer affiliated, but that was a name. That was the, that was the name that I came across. So 
Anthony Bembo, good, but it's no Fuka Fuka Jr. Wow, that's amazing. Now, I mentioned Nestor Cortez. He pitched on Saturday. Not that um, most people were able to see it. This is a rant for another day, but yes, didn't air the game. He, they also didn't air Sunday's game. So we saw Cole snippets on Twitter from anyone who was watching uh, Sportsnet Toronto because that's who was airing the game. But Cortez gave up five runs in three in the third innings. Not a big deal. It's the first time he's facing people all season. And as long as his hamstring feels good, and he said that after the outing, he said he feels completely recovered from that injury. This is a good first step. Just getting out there, facing people. I mean, he gave up a home run to Vlad Jr. Everyone gives up home runs to Vlad Jr. (laughs) Who hasn't? Who hasn't given up a home run to him. So don't worry about that because I know sometimes Yankee fans – Get a little crazy with spring training. I know they're probably all freaking out right now that the Yankees are 9-14 and 14 in spring training, but don't worry. As long as these guys are walking off the mound healthy, it's good. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I think that – I think it was just most important to get Nestor a spring outing. Yep. Uh, which, again, would line him up with one more. So, yes, it's a quick turnaround for him to make the, his first start of the year, which would be – uh, second day after, I believe the Yankees have that first. They play the thirtieth, have the day off, right? The yep, next day, so it would be April first. So, yep, it'd be April first. Yeah. Uh, so that would be uh, th- that. You would obviously like to see him get a couple more spring outings, but I think they're just going to push through and uh, probably have him on a pretty low pitch limit on that first outing. I would think so. I would think so. Yeah. I would think that maybe would they guess. they might even do that for the first couple of outings for him. I mean, they usually to... do have them like under eighty. Yeah, usually like seventy pitches is the number. I'd probably venture Nestor pretty somewhere around sixty mm-hmm. uh, for that first outing, and then you know layer it next one seventy five, then eighty, right. then eighty five, and then let them go. Yeah. Um. So it'll it'll probably be like that for the first three starts. I'd imagine he'd be limited. Um. With maybe his last outing of April. Okay, go. Right. Which is but it's he's just a couple weeks behind. At this point, as yeah. opposed to Cole, who will still have a pitch limit, but it'll be somewhere probably around like 85. Right. Right. On opening day. Yeah. Because they always they always do. Yeah. And then our final thing from the weekend, IKF playing center field, because as I said, the Yankees are trying everyone at center field. They might even ask us to play center field at some point. You know, hey, depth, baby. <laughs> And of course, because this is just the thing that happens, um, he had four balls hit to him with no issues, but it's always that's just the way. Because I remember when the Red Sox put Kevin Euclid in left field in 09, I want to say. They just had him out there because people were uh, falling apart with injuries, and it was like a desperate thing. And it was one of the worst performances I've seen by a ma- major leaguer. I was joking that I could have done a better job in left field, and I'm blind in one eye. So, yeah, it's kind of funny how that happens where they're like, Oh, yeah, well, we'll put you out there. It should be okay. You know, no one should hit anything to you. Four balls, and he was able to catch them. <laughs> yeah, it works. He could play center, apparently. Everybody, I mean, we'll. He's not going to be the everyday center fielder. No. We've talked about the center field depth. It's just an option. Um, he wouldn't play over Judge in center. He certainly wouldn't play over Bader in center. No. Probably wouldn't play over Cabrera in center. Um, let's be real. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't like they would put Stanton in center before they put IKF there. Yeah. So. They're they're really just trying to. And this is something we learned too that is happening throughout the minors. 
in the Yankees system that they're also doing these things to other players uh, at a younger age, mm-hmm. save like true, you know, your Sweeney's and Volpe's of the world and your catchers uh, and pitchers. Uh, but uh, yeah, th- this is something that the Yankees are starting to do a lot more of. Um, so it's interesting. Um, it's interesting to see it at this level um, that it's usually going to happen at the lower levels, but uh, it is interesting to see that IKF is getting some time in the center. Just an idea. I think it's just a thought. Yeah, it's just they really want him to they want to turn him into, I guess, like a person. That Their eighth can... utility guy. Right. I was going to say, I'm like, there's at least three utility guys. I can think of yeah. LeMayhew, Cabrera, and now IKF. Yeah. You could even throw like Donaldson at short if you really needed to. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. This is going to be an interesting. I feel it. Everybody <laughs> plays everything all the time. Everything, everywhere, all at once. There you go. The 2023 Yankees, the Oscar goes to. <laughs> everything, everywhere, all at once. Perfect. The NBA playoffs are just a month away, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first one doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 thousand dollars in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on that's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more make every moment more with fanduel an official sports betting partner of the nba all right final segment of the day stacy i wanted to bring this up um this is something that uh I guess is old, kind of, just because we're talking about the 2022 season. But the Yankees did announce their 2022 Minor League Players of the Year. Right-handed pitcher Will Warren and outfielder, of course, Jason Dominguez as the 2022 Kevin Lawn Award for the Minor League Pitcher of the Year and Position Player of the Year. Um, for context, 2021, it was Anthony Volpe and Hayden Wesneski. Uh, Will Warren, I feel, is interesting. Uh, Jason Dominguez feels like, okay, yeah, that, that seemed like the obvious one. I think the, the competition level for Oswald Peraza or Oswald Peraza and Anthony Volpe, but they're not going to make it Volpe two years in a row. Um, so that makes sense that it was Dominguez, you know, he played well with Hudson Valley after coming up from Tampa last year. Uh, but as far as Will Warren, that he wasn't even a ranked prospect entering last season. Um, Entering 2023, MLB.com has him at number nine. Number nine, Will Warren, hmm. which is incredible. That's an incredible leap, and and this is what happened. So the Yankees drafted him 2021 eighth round. So middle of the pack guy that, I mean, Stacey, let's be real. Even you hadn't heard this name until I mentioned this. And no. I wasn't, I mean, I didn't get to watch Will Warren personally last year, but it was a name that popped up every now and then. But it wasn't really like Richard Fitz or, you know, guys like that, that or Randy Vasquez, some of these other younger, you know, single A pitchers that were were kind of blowing the cover off. This is really what happened to him last year. So he was touching 98 
at Southeastern Louisiana. And that's where he got drafted. Ended up getting like double digit strikeouts his last couple of outings uh, while at Louisiana. And then the Yankees did what the Yankees do. They get him and they teach him. They taught him a sinker and they taught him everybody, the whole class say it with me, the whirly slider. <laughs> so if you don't know what the whirly slider is, it is the oddest thing over the last couple of years in a Yankee system. <laughs> the whirly slider is like a special slider that they like the Yankees figured it out, right? They figured out this special pitch that spins on a slightly different axis and snaps harder because it like it pull it spins and pulls different on a different axis than your typical slider. Hmm. And that's why it moves like crazy. So you're going to hear this term, the whirly slider more and more and more while watching Yankees games moving forward. Um, the last guy or like the first guy that's really like making headway with this is Greg Weiser. Like his slider, this oh, slider. Yeah. yeah. So his slider, he actually learned from like pitching ninja videos, weirdly enough. Right. Like, I don't know if it was exactly pitching ninja, but it was like, he was on Twitter and was researching sliders and, and was watching YouTube videos and things like that. So his slider, I don't, I don't, if I remember correctly, I did a story on it last year, but it was, is not exactly the whirly slider. It's like his own kind of spin on it. Mm. Ironically. Uh, yeah. Ha 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 ha. But the, every, there's so many other guys in the system now that these sliders are like resurrecting their careers. And when you like talk to these guys that maybe came from other systems, they're immediately like, okay, well, what is this? Like, it's, it's like this hot button thing. So the fact that the Worley slider got Will Warren pitcher of the year, and let's be frank, he probably wouldn't have been if all these trades didn't happen last year, probably would have been Ken Waldachuk last year mm -hmm. uh, or Wisniewski would have repeated or something. Uh, but it is interesting. And I, I, again, worked with the rail riders last season for those who don't know. And the pitching aspect of it and just all player development, I've worked in multiple systems, been in the pirate system, been in the Rocky system, been in the Dodgers system, like the Yankees way of teaching and the way they handle their business on a development level is very, very impressive. And I'm not just saying that. I was very impressed all last season. These guys know everything about what they're doing. They know it to a T. And they have you know, all these film sessions. And, I mean, you walk into the clubhouse and there's data everywhere. <laughs> it is very impressive. And... I, I mean, it's like, as far as pitching development is concerned, it's like Dodgers, Yankees, one, two, mm. one, one, a, like, I mean, flip a coin. They are. And, and you know what the Dodgers do. Um, so I think that Yankees fans should be very excited moving forward about what's in store for, for pitching. Um, e even considering that, <laughs> you know, yeah. Even considering the loss of Sears, Waldachuk, Wisniewski, like all these guys are gone. Um, and they're all very, very talented. Yeah. But I mean, just I mean, a guy go from unranked to number nine in the system. Yeah, that's impressive. Like, that's in incredible. Yeah, <laughs> like that. That's very incredible. Because I mean, an eighth round pick, like you're not expecting anything out of an eighth round middle reliever potentially. <laughs> like you're not expecting anything out of that. So watch out for that whirly slider. You you may hear more about it this season. 
um, as we get closer to opening day. Now, now there's a little feeler out for you. Start, start listening for that, that key phrase, the whirly slider. It's coming and it's coming hot because everybody's throwing it. Uh, yeah. I never heard of that. And I'm excited because the slider is my favorite pitch. Do you have a favorite pitch? Oh, well, I love a slider. Yeah. Be ready for this slider. This thing moves like crazy. I like watched all that shit. The, yeah, yes. It's a lot of wiffle ball. I think, oh no, it wasn't a slider. I think Davey started, Davey started throwing a cutter last year. Mm. And that was impressive. That could very well resurrect Davey Garcia's career. Um, it is like his new secret weapon is a cutter. So once he came back from injury, uh, the cutter started really working well for him. So they're, they're experimenting a lot down there. And there's a lot of like driveline analytical. That world is very much in the Yankee system. Hmm. Speaking of the lower levels, we're going to be doing our Somerset Patriots preview with Stephen Cusimano. We're going to look at some top prospects at the double A level on Tuesday's show. That's going to be great. I'm looking forward to that. More Very names exciting. that I learn. Yeah. More names, more things. Yeah, we had a, a preview with Hudson Valley in case you missed that. And by the way, if you're on our YouTube side, we have a whole playlist that is completely dedicated to prospects. So if you're into the prospects world um, and you just want to learn more, if you just want to learn more or A and B, C, all the above, uh, then check out that prospects uh, playlist we have uh, and we'll always be adding to it. So you can always, uh, if you miss an episode or whatever, it's in there. Yeah. So uh, thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen. For your second listen, check out Locked On Fantasy Baseball with Matt and Dom as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies every day. Find it wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Stacey Gatsoulias. We'll see you tomorrow.